The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. And now, this week's sermon is from our beloved... The Savior of the Weed. CannabisRadio.com presents The Stoner Jesus Show. Don't try to debate me on something. Motherfucker, I can't do many things well, but words are my shit. I give it to go, King. I've created very few things outright in my life. That's one of them. That's my shit. I'm not going to have it run into the ground by a bunch of whiny fucking dickweed. I got coronavirus from snorting liquefied fucking bad brains. Do you see the light? What light? Have you seen the light? Yes! Yes! Jesus H. Goddamn Christ! I have seen the light! The Stoner Jesus Show. Oh, hell yeah. Welcome, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show, Chapter 5, Verse 23. We're live on March 4th, 2022. We're live every Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, on Facebook, Twitch, and on Twitter. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to Twitter right now, put the link for you to call in. If you want to call in, it's a little StreamYard duck. Uh, I'll put it in the thread with the original tweet for the show. Say call in now, big letters, which I'm doing right now. Back with the headphones. Click it, check out the show. Be part of the show. At least for a few moments. You're not going to be fucking here forever, but you know. It'd be enough to seal your fame or your doom, whatever. I don't know. Turn on my problem. Is it? That's your problem. Buyer beware. If you will. Thanks everybody for checking out the show. Of course. A lot of stuff going on tonight. Talk about it. I did an interview with Reed Coverdale, who's a trucker, he's a libertarian podcaster, a voice for liberty, if you will. Let me use that turn of phrase. We're also talking about the highest restaurant. Uh, dude just took a crossbow down his pants to steal it. And someone who was fired from their job for having only fans. All that. Coming up, if you want to email the show, stonerjesus420 at gmail.com. Of course, you want to join our group of fans for the show on Facebook. Search Disciples of Stoner Jesus on Facebook. And social media, past episodes, sponsor banners. We have a new sponsor to talk about tonight. All that stuff can be found at stonerjesus.net. We, uh, not the, the cool intro. It's awesome. That's enough. We're done now. Moving on to other things. Which includes, of course, as I said, stonerjesus.net. If you're watching the video version of the show, all the pertinent information, all the stuff you need to know is scrolling along the bottom. Um, before we get into anything else, of course, silkcityhotsauce.com. Use code SJ15. Get 15% off. And a free bottle of sauce. They have tons of flavors. You like it fucking hot? Do you like it fucking hot? Well... Check out SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use code SJ15. Get 15% off any free bottle of hot sauce at SilkCityHot on Twitter. More coupon codes to come. More ways for you to save. Because, let's face it, times are fucking tough. Everything's expensive. It's crazy. Inflation is bending you over and making you take it right up the pooper. Right up the pooper. Which is unfortunate. For all of us. It sucks. That's why I encourage you to go check out their sponsor banners. I need more sponsors. I need more money. Things are tough. I just said that. I say it again. They're double tough. All of that to come that I mentioned, plus just whatever general shenanigans or your phone calls, whatever comes in and comes up. What I should do is bring up this first story, which I did not. It's just it's part of my job as a pro- also a producer of the show to bring up the story I'm going to talk about first 
And this is a this is going to be kind of a a a, a viewer listener participation kind of thing. All right? Because I'm going to try to get something started. You know, we're all going to die one day, right? It's all I mean, it's just it's a fact of fucking life, right? But if we can do something that has us live on, that makes us immortal, if you will. Maybe, I don't know, it could be a uh, a plaque somewhere. It's going to be here in 500 years. And they see your name and they say, hey, who was that guy? Well, I probably don't have a plaque. I, I'm, I've come to that realization. I've, I'm fine with it. It is what it is. In any case, what else could I do to live on in immortality, if you will? And when I saw the story, well, then it clicked in. Whoops. There we go. What's a big ad? Holy shit. Do you need video services? I don't. I'm cool right now. I do my own videos. So it looks like shit. Shanghai, this is from UPI.com. Shanghai Tower Restaurant named world's highest in a building. Keep that thought in mind. Let's see if you want to call in. Info is along the bottom. Don't need this video over here. There's so many ads and so much shit. A restaurant that seats customers more than 1,800 feet off the ground in China's tallest skyscraper has been named the highest restaurant in a building by Guinness World Records. Guinness said the Heavenly Gin restaurant, situated on the 120th floor of Shanghai Tower, the tallest building in China and the third tallest in the world, is at an altitude of 1,825 feet, making it the world's highest restaurant in a building. Took the title from Atmosphere, which had 1,447.8 feet in, in Dubai's Burj Khalifa. Heavenly Gin is part of J Hotel Shanghai Tower, which bills itself as the highest hotel in the world. The hotel height title is not recognized by Guinness World Records. Why? <laughs> You're just under, you have a record for the highest restaurant in a building, but you don't have one for the tallest hotel? Gettysburg World Records doesn't have a record for the tallest hotel? That's stupid. Anyway, I digress. The organization requires hotels submitted for height records to occupy an entire building, and the J Hotel only occupies Shanghai Towers top floors. Oh, they don't recognize Shanghai Towers. Okay, I take all that back. They don't recognize Shanghai Towers title because it only occupies the top floor, and it's not the whole building. I get it now. Reading comprehension is fundamental. Anyway, here's my fucking point about all of this. You're saying to yourself, Stoner Jesus, just get on with it. What are you talking about? What's the list of participation part? What is happening? Here's the thing. People like to say things on Twitter like, uh, like Joe Rogan said in one of his, uh, his comedy specials, uh, higher than a giraffe's pussy. People are always finding new ways to describe just how high they are. Well, I'm going to get it started on Twitter. I'm going to start tweeting it out too. That's how I'm going to get started on Twitter, by tweeting it. <laughs> I'm higher than the heavenly gin. Just tweet that. Don't explain. Maybe people go look it up. Higher than the heavenly gin. I'm higher than the heavenly gin. This fucking website is really bogging down my shit. So annoying. There we go. Now you have one fucking website open, and it's got 87 ads, then it just it crashes everything. Well, not crashes, thankfully. But it fucks everything up. That's for sure. So, just go to Twitter. No explanation. Just say, I'm higher than the heavenly gin. And in this way, that thing that I started... As a matter of fact, I'm going to go tweet it before anybody else can. So it's first when you when you, uh, when you search it. I'm higher. And you're right now, you're live witnessing history. Because they'll be saying this. This will be the, the main way in 100 years to describe just how high you are. I spell heavenly right? It says I did. Before, when I did it for the title of the show, I copy and pasted. But I think I, I, think I spelled it right. I'm higher than the heavenly gin. Send tweet. 
There you go. Now I've been the first, hopefully. Watch me go search and see that people have already been tweeting that. I would feel really stupid. <laughs> I would edit this part out of the show. When I went on and on about how I created this phrase if someone else has already used it. But I did create it. I'm higher than the heavenly jinn. It even has heaven in it, so it has that, that connotation too, because obviously heaven is high. You guys get it. You're smart. You can do it. And 100 years from now, when people talk about how high they are, the main expression will be, I'm higher than the heavenly jinn. I've done it. I've done it. I have cemented my reputation. Good job, Senator Jesus. I've cemented my reputation forever. I am immortal. I'm immortal. Because when people say, where'd that phrase come from? Higher than the heavenly gin. They'll say, oh, you don't know? Oh, you don't fucking know? It was Stoner Jesus. That's who said it. Telling you guys, I have real talent. I'm a really talented dude. So everybody loves me. As promised, well, not necessarily promised, mentioned in the beginning of the show, we have a new sponsor. I'm not necessarily promised anything, but we're going to talk about the new sponsor. Obviously, you find their banner on stonerjesus.net. Are you a smoker? And no, I don't mean weed. I know you're all smoking weed. I mean, come on. Why else would you be watching this show? What possible reason could you have unless you're higher than the heavenly gin? Look at that. I just worked in it organically there for the first time ever. More history. I don't know if I can get the Guinness Book of World Records, but, you know, it's something. Right? Right? Come on. Tell me it's something. Make me feel better. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? The new sponsor. Well, I bet they're loving this. This is a great intro. <laughs> I can't imagine how disappointed some of the sponsors are when they watch this show and they're like, what the fuck is he doing? Just talk about the product. See, this is, you know, this gives the show character. Anyway, the new sponsor, Fume. Do you smoke? I know you smoke. Wait, do you smoke cigarettes? That's what I'm getting at. My long-winded way. Do you smoke cigarettes? Well, maybe you have trouble quitting. Because what I've heard is that cigarettes are kind of addicting. I saw that in the news once, I think. The nicotine is kind of an addicting thing. And it's very hard to get off of. My wife has a lot of problems with it. So I got her some fume. Let me tell you about it. It's not that tab. Damn, I have 50 tabs. Maybe that's why my show's bogging down. I have 50 tabs open. What is Fume? Fume is the natural inhaler designed for a better, safer, and natural way to quit cigarettes. That's the key. Natural way. So no smoke, no vape, and no nicotine. A lot of the things that get you to quit smoking has nicotine in it. If you're vaping or the gum that's $70 for four pieces. If you ever saw that, have you ever seen that fucking gum? I'm not going to talk about the gum. They're not a sponsor. Fume is a sponsor. Don't worry about the gum. It's incredibly expensive. It has nicotine in it. Fume handcrafts wooden inhalers and uses cores infused with plant oils studied to curb cravings. They have flavors like peppermint and conquer with minty tones to simulate menthol cigarettes and other flavors like lemonberry bliss for a sweeter experience. All their flavors are 100% natural, no harmful chemicals, no artificial flavors, and no nicotine. You say you're, you would say, Sergeant Jesus, you're harping on that. Well, it's important because that's the point, isn't it? To get off of the nicotine. You don't do that by smoking nicotine. When you go to the AA, they'll give you a shot of whiskey to get you off alcohol. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun, though, if they did? If you went to AA and they had alcohol? Make those, <laughs> make those meetings wild. Come on. Fume was launched in Calgary, Canada, in an effort to build a world of positive habits. Since then, it's helped over 50,000 customers Around the world. They're on a mission to help 1 million people quit smoking by 2025. Of course, uh, as I said, I got my wife some. And, you know, she has good days. She has bad days. But she says the, the first of all, the, um, the hand to mouth, the, 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 just the, the habit, 
having something in your hand and the habit that comes with a lot of smokers. A lot of smokers smoke a lot because of the habit of picking up a cigarette and doing the whole ritual. And that replaces that with something that does not have nicotine in it. What am I getting to? Well, the uh, the coup de gras, if you will. I didn't make a banner for this. I have banners for the other the other. You know what? Fuck it. This is my show. I'm doing my show. I'm going to make a banner right now for Fume because I have a banner for other discount codes. I'm going to make one for Fume right now. I don't care if it's live. Normally, I would have interns to do this, but as you all know, the all the interns long ago left me. Why? I don't know. It's very uh. Uh, I was going to say it was very unexpected, but it wasn't. It wasn't unexpected at all. Many of their their institutes of higher learning found out what they were doing, and they were working at the Stoner Jesus Show and interning at the Stoner Jesus Show, and they said, that's not, we're not giving you college credits for that. That's crazy. Why would we do that? Hence, I don't have, I don't have any interns. <laughs> anyway, I made the banner. Look at me. Being hilarious and making discount code banners. Bam. Look at that. Use code Stoner Jesus to get 10% off at breathefume.com or just click the Breathe the Fume banner on uh, what's the little banner that says Satisfy, satisfy Your Hand and Mouth Cravings. It says right there on stonerjesus.net. You know where the banners are. All the sponsor banners are there. Go check them out. Support the sponsors because they support us. Use code Stoner Jesus to get 10% off at breathefume.com. And a little uh, little behind-the-scenes banner making during the show. There's some of the stuff you can get, the packs, the cores. Take the thing out. They put it in the little wooden thing. You fray it at the end. kind of activates the you know the oils or whatever. Stick it in there and just breathe it in. You're just breathing air through it and getting the flavor. But again, no nicotine. Which again is the key. I think I've made my point. <laughs> I think you get. I think you smell what the rock is cooking. I think you get what I'm talking about. Have another awesome sponsor of the show. Am Hemp Lord. I'm killing it tonight. Hemp Lord. Yes, I'm 21. Oh, oh come on. Really? Don't I look 21? <laughs> look, I go back to 1979. Look at that. Holy crap. Yes, my birthday is 9-11. 9-11-79. Hemp Lord. Hashtag stay lit. All kinds of CBD products at Hemp Lord. Pet products, tinctures, flour, topicals, all that stuff. If you're looking for CBD, check it out. Click the Hemp Lord banner on stonerjesus.net or go to truehemplord.com help you make the world a more relaxing place to live, play, and chill. Go check out their products. Click the banner. Oh, they have the gummies as well. Uh, I mentioned the tinctures. They also have uh, sports nutrition products and weight loss products as well. Truehemplord.com. Click the Hemplord banner on stonerjesus.net. Yes, we have another promo code coming right up of a head shop. And again, I've I've gone on and on about how possible to talk about all the things at Nextbardo. Check out nextbardo.com or click their banner on stonerjesus.net. Yes, I am 21. He's asking me if I'm 21. It's making me feel good. Look, much more than 21. And don't write in and say how much more. I'm not fucking, I'm not looking to, for that answer. Anyway, um, next Bardo. <laughs> Just the categories alone. Inside his category, there's dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds of products. Bongs, dab rigs, bubblers, hand pipes, herb grinders, nectar collectors, dabbing supplies, rolling papers and supplies, accessories. You can search by brand as well. They also have a big clearance sale right now going on with 500 products up to 50% off. As you can see there, if you're watching the video version of the show. What else? How about this? You should go to Stoner Jesus to get 10% off at nextbardo.com. Click their banner 
on stonerjesus.net. Again, you can shop item by type, as you can see there. All the different types of products that they have. The wooden pipes, you see, keep scrolling down. You got the dugouts, the bats. I remember those. I had a dugout with a bat. That was cool. thought I was the shit. <laughs> my, my little bat. My, uh, my sneaky smoking. Six-shooter, multi-bowl smoking pipe. Those are cool. Although, you know, metal is not... Uh, not great, in my opinion. Anyway, a lot of glass products, tons of glass products, cool bowls. It just goes on and on. There's all the different brands and stuff they have there. It's just, I can go on all night. Like, I can't. I can't. Just click the next Bardo banner at stonerjesus.net. Use code stonerjesus to get 10% off at next Bardo. That is awesome. There we go. Now, it is time. Time for what you may ask. Well, thank you for asking. Helps me get the show continuing forward. <laughs> Helps with the flow of the show. <laughs> I did an interview recently with Reed Coverdale. He's a trucker. He's a, uh, his own, he has his own podcast. <clears throat> a Liberty, a voice for liberty, libertarian. All of that, many of you may know him or have seen him. If you didn't, go check him out. We talk about all the places you can find him and his show. Reed underscore Coverdale on Twitter. We pull that video up because that's the key as well. As far as playing an interview, you got to bring up the video. You all check it out. It's awesome. We talk about all kinds of stuff, politics, and more. We'll be back. Stern Jesus Show Live, Chapter 5, Verse 23. I'm about to go get higher than the heavenly gin. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show Live. On the video chat, we have Reed Coverdale. He's the host of The Naturalist Capitalist. You find it on YouTube and on Odyssey. Among other things, his Twitter and his link tree is scrolling at the bottom if you're watching the video version of the show. Reed, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, obviously, as we record this, there's a lot of crazy shit going on, which is interesting to say, over, especially over the last two years, to say that things seem to get even, get even crazier. But they are any more dangerous and intense. Um, what are some of your, your thoughts on, on the current situation? Obviously we talked about before we started recording, we're going to avoid predictions and stuff like that. Cause shit's so fast moving. Plus it'll be a few days before this is aired. But uh, what are your, your, your thoughts on what's going on right now? Well, I think as in, you know, many situations in the past, we're just seeing the consequences of being stupid play out. Um, I think, you know, up until very recently, it was pretty much one-sided aggression. But at this point, Russia has kind of lost the moral high ground with what they've done over the last couple of days, moving into, um, you know, a sovereign, sovereign country, Ukraine. Um, and they've been, you know, they, they basically just started a war. Um, I think it's rational on a lot of fronts, but, you know, I... I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like I'm, I'm anti-war. I'm anti-government. So that goes for Russia when they do something like this too. But there's really no reason that we should be acting shocked or, you know, confused as to why this happened. It's a lot like 9-11. I mean, 9-11 was awful and it wasn't, it wasn't justified. You know, it was, you, you killed a bunch of innocent people in uh, New York and Washington, DC. And, uh, Pennsylvania, but um, you can understand why it happened if you look throughout history. Um, but, uh, you know, we in the 90s, we said we weren't going to expand NATO past West Germany. And now NATO is at the doorstep of Russia. And we've done military drills a few miles from their borders. Um, we cooed the government in Ukraine eight years ago and installed a puppet government that um, you know, tried to kick them out of a port that was their only warm water port all year long. Um, and they just pushed back and said, no, we're not letting you do this. And then they took the Crimea Peninsula. But that's been the most aggressive move Russia has made. Like they've been extremely, um, you know, extremely well composed in response to everything we've been doing. We've been pushing east for years, adding more and more countries to NATO and in response, they really haven't done much until a couple days ago. 
Uh, and now we're just acting like this is all super shocking and that, you know, there's no reason for them to do this, that he just wants to rebuild the Soviet Union and uh, Putin, that is, and that he's just this horrible Hitler dictator. And it's like, well, <clears throat> you know, we <laughs> we've been invading countries in the Middle East and, you know, launching airstrikes into sovereign nations. Uh, we killed Iran's favorite general a couple of years ago in a completely unprecedented airstrike. Um, we do stuff like this all the time and our allies do it all the time. You know, Israel and Saudi Arabia are doing this to uh, Yemen and Gaza. Um, and we don't say anything about that. There's actually been airstrikes in Yemen and airstrikes in Gaza from our allies over the last couple days. And we haven't said anything about it. One of the videos that was being shared of Russia supposedly um, bombing a building in Ukraine was actually a video of uh, Israel bombing a building in Palestine. Uh, so, I mean, the, the hypocrisy here is just off the charts. Like what we should be doing right now is trying to figure out how we can de-escalate this and doing a little self-reflection on what we've done as mistakes in the past. And, you know, in the very recent past too, and just being doing, just, just doing everything we can to stop this from getting worse. But it seems like there's just belligerence all the way around and, I don't know, man. I just hope it. Uh, I hope. <laughs> I hope it can calm down somehow from this point because it's just getting ratcheted up more and more, and it's, it's concerning. Yeah, hopefully, cooler heads prevail. I mean, obviously, you know, thinking about it logically, nuclear war leads to the end of everything, but people don't seem to take that seriously enough. In some ways, you know, you well, depending on what you watch on TV, people obviously calling for calling for a no-fly zone, which would be an act of war. Uh, I saw a woman from a bomb shelter today on Fox News holding her baby, talking about how we need to start dropping bombs on Moscow. And I'm thinking, you know, <clears throat> I'm not sure how that's going to help you and your baby if everyone else dies along with you. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously people are in, in dire straits and dire situations, but, you know, there's there's a line you can't cross to where we're going to be able to recover from. And <clears throat> I saw again the story today. Obviously people have seen the, the story about the dude during the Cuban Missile Crisis who, uh, you know, didn't launch the nukes or whatever. And that's the reason we're all here. Um, yep. and, you know, you hope it doesn't come to that, but there's always that worry that there's going to be some screw up or, you know, the fact that Biden has dementia and, and doesn't seem to know what he's doing doesn't really help uh, calm people's fears, but uh, it's definitely a scary time. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I go back and forth on nuclear deterrence i mean obviously i think nukes are terrible and they're an awful abomination that we've created but you know we haven't had a war like world war ii with plenty of excuses to have a war like world war ii since world war ii and i do think the reason that hasn't happened has been because of nukes i forget um not the rosenbergs but uh, the lady from England before them who's leaked information to the Russians on how to build nukes like that was her whole point was if just the West has nukes, then they're going to be able to wreak destruction wherever they go. And if there's no balance of power, then we're just going to have another World War II like we just went through. So there's a lot of validity to that argument. It's just now like we're in a situation where we're like, Okay. I mean, once someone calls somebody's bluff, I mean, it literally can be all over in a day. Um, so it's just terrifying. And um, yeah, as far as idiots, you know, advocating dropping bombs on Moscow or sending even sending troops into Ukraine, sending U.S. troops into Ukraine to fight Russia or I mean, people just don't realize what an act of war actually is or means, you know, sanctions are an act of war. As you pointed out, no fly zones are also an act of war. People are just stupid. And you have people like, uh, what's his name? there, uh, Joe Welsh, like saying, why don't we add, how about we all vote to add Ukraine into NATO right now? And it's like, well, because we don't all want to die. You know, that's why we don't want to end in a nuclear holocaust tonight. So, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, I'm just a truck driver, you know, who listens to podcasts and has read some stuff. And I'm more educated on this than, you know, Joe Welsh or Walsh or whatever his name is, Joe Walsh. You know, and it's just it's sad. It's it's really disheartening. And then we remember that these types of people are the ones who are in charge right now trying to negotiate how we yeah. get out of this. And it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's just not it's it's not up. It, it, it's not um, 
pushing me toward optimism, but I don't know. I'm just hoping for the best at this point, man. There's I, I, all we can do is tell people why we're here now and why we shouldn't do something stupid. And that's all I've been doing the last few days. Absolutely. Um, as far as your show goes and all that, uh, what got you into broadcasting? What, what did you always do want to do broadcasting or was it something that you feel like circumstances kind of pushed you into? A little bit of both. Um, I've always been into philosophy and politics. Um, even when I was way wrong about it, I used to be like a hardcore right-wing neocon dumbass. Makes but even sense. back then in you know, middle school, high school, it was, I did kind of know my stuff a little bit. I mean, all my information was wrong, but I, I knew my wrong information and I'd potentially blow everyone in the room who was at my level out of the water. Like when I was in middle school, I knew a lot more about, about politics than anyone else in middle school. And I'm still that way now. Like if in general, like if I, I typically would probably be, uh, you know, the smartest person in the room on something until I actually started broadcasting and target talking to smart people. But you know what I mean? Like in general life, like in like working on power lines, if I if we're on break in the job trailer, like no one else in the room knows anything about what's going on. Um, so I always sort of wanted to talk about stuff just cause I was like, well, you know, I know more than the average person about this, but I don't know enough to start a broadcast. And then, uh, 2020 got insane. You know, we airstrike Soleimani on like January 3rd or whatever. Um, and then coronavirus takes off and we have lockdowns and there's just all this crazy stuff happening day after day after day. And I was watching some kind of large channels and i was really uh, realizing like wow i might know as much as this guy does you know like he's not saying anything that profound he's just read a news article and he believes what he's reading and is just reciting it to a screen and that's really all this takes if you just know what you're talking about or for the charlatans out there if they can just convince everyone they know what they're talking about like that's really all you got to do so in uh, May of 2020, I just started talking about what was going on. And um, I got involved in the Libertarian Party um, because I was just so fed up with the Democrats and Republicans. And you got Trump versus Biden while, you know, we're going through economic upheaval and locking the country down and almost starting World War Three with Iran and everything. So I was just like, OK, uh, you know, it, it's time. Like, I, I have something to say and people might listen to me. So I got to do it now. And, and I, uh, I typically would have liked to talk more about, um, you know, philosophy and traveling because I've been all over. I've been to all 50 states and, you know, most of Canada and I'm a skier and I'm a backpacker. And, you know, there's a lot of that type of stuff that really interests me. But um, politics just took the front stage because it's been so overbearing and so insane. So it's a little bit of both. Like I, I, I sort of always kind of wanted to do it, but then. I felt like I was thrust into a, uh, you know, into a position where I just had to start talking because people might listen. And luckily I sort of took off the, you know, it's almost more who, you know, than what, you know, in a way. And luckily the right people came across my stuff and they liked it and they shared it. So now I'm here. Cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, I've taken, I've, I've talked about this on the show before. I took kind of the same track from, uh, a 12 year old Rush Limbaugh listener, know it all, you know, lecturing the adults around me about politics and how they're so wrong and I'm so right to a hardcore neocon George W. Bush voter. And then 9 11, which is my 22nd birthday, pushed me even farther in that direction. Um, <laughs> then over the years, with, you know, what was going on in Afghanistan and what was going on in Iraq, it just kind of disillusioned me to the whole process. And I started finding libertarian stuff. And then in 2006, I found a little movement of Ron Paul people on MySpace. And uh, the rest was, you know, it led me to Tom Woods and Mises. And I've had uh, the privilege of having Dave Smith on my show. And I've had Scott Horton on the show a few years ago and people like that. Because, you know, my, my audience is obviously a lot of cannabis users. And uh, it's a very weird dynamic with cannabis users who know the way the government is in this specific instance of cannabis and the way that, that we've been persecuted for 80 years and the way the government works and lies, but almost every other aspect of their life, they are begging for the government to tell them what to do, how to do it, what to wear on their face, what to stick in their body, all of that. And it's just, so I tried to have more liberty minded people on the show when I can to try to kind of reach those people who I think are, they're there. They see what the government's done with cannabis. And if they could just apply that to every other aspect, we would be uh, much farther along as a movement. 
So that's why I, have, I love having guys like you on. And I had Clint, um, Clint on a, a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, try to get through, you know, to people and kind of help them along the path that I took, which is a really long journey. But uh, but getting there is 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 worth it. Yeah, for sure, man. And I, uh, you know, like you, I come from the right wing neocon side. And that's not really my parents fault. My parents were actually they did vote for George Bush and they were like evangelical right wingers, but they were anti-war. They were this weird sect of evangelicals who thought thou shalt not kill meant, you know, murder, the death penalty and war. It applies to all three. Thou shalt not kill means thou shalt not kill. Um, but I kind of ignored them and, you know, just kind of dug deeper into those. Like, you know, I, I agreed more with what my church was saying and, you know, what the institutions we were around were saying, because that was cool and I could kind of have an identity. But um, what really kind of started making me realize this was all bullshit was getting into the workforce. And, you know, I worked on power lines and I had a CDL when I was 18. I worked in a lumber yard and I, I did all the, I, I did roofing. I've done a little bit of plumbing, you know, kind of a little bit of everything. And when you're working for a big utility, when you're working on power lines or working in a substation or something, there's a very centralized, topped down command structure. And you realize, wow, the people who are writing these blueprints and who are reporting to their superiors in their offices and are designing this job have no idea what's going on on the ground. And they want me to put this, you know, 14 inch wide anchor. You know, they want me to screw it into the ground when there's rocks the size of basketballs everywhere without breaking the anchor and having it perfectly in line with the pole. And, you know, all this stuff that's just not going to work or they want us to erect this steel structure and we get the steel hanging up and then the bolt holes don't line up and you know nothing is the way it's supposed to be and you'll be arguing with this guy on your phone who's like you know you're in new hampshire and he's in missouri or something and he's looking at his computer screen telling you this is this is the way it's supposed to be this is the way it's supposed to work it's like well dude it's not and so then you start realizing okay if these guys don't know what is going on why would the people who are telling us how our economy is supposed to work, how, how are they how are they going to know what's going on? How is the Federal Reserve supposed to actually, you know, think that they know what they're doing when they're screwing around with interest rates? Or how does the Pentagon actually think it knows what it's doing when it's trying to, you know, arm some rebel group against Assad or whatever? Like, how, how do they know? And then, um, you know, that that was kind of the beginning of my skepticism toward this approval of certain government programs that I had just come to accept because I was a right winger and I was a Republican. So, you know, Medicaid and dumb stuff like that was dumb and gun control was dumb or whatever. But yeah, you know, the, the police and the military and that type of stuff, that's all good. We need the government to have as much power to do that as they can. Um, and then, you know, becoming a truck driver and dealing with the police and realizing, wow, these guys just have power and a badge and a gun and they could be complete assholes and have no idea what they're talking about and just be arrogant and stupid or whatever. Um, it, it just started making me more and more skeptical of power structure and centralized command. And then I just, you know, took it to the next level and was like, OK, this has to be going on with all of the government, not just OSHA, not just you know, the utility company that we're contracted out to work for. And then you actually do start looking into stuff and you realize like, oh, wow, Ron Paul, this guy is right about 9-11. Like that was our fault. And who's the, who's his son here who's, you know, filibustering John Brennan or whatever. And that's how I kind of like got into it and started realizing everything that I had accepted about the government was just dumb. And it was just a longer and longer process. The longer the years went on, it, it took me like seven years from like 20 14 to 2021 but eventually last year i was like you know what i don't believe in any of this because i had kind of gone down the minarchist libertarian route and yeah. then last year i was after 2020 i was just like man we don't need any of this like this is all a lie not just you know that it's not just that the constitution should be binding the warmongers to a certain you know procedure they have to go through it's that this whole government thing is never going to restrict itself like it government by design gets bigger more powerful more coercive and just threw it all out the window eventually so now i'm where i am <laughs> yeah and my dad was a uh was a democrat when i was growing up and the extent of the political advice he gave me was 
Democrats are for poor people. Republicans are for rich people. So we're Democrat because we're poor. And that's the end of it. But he's always been one of those people that's like, why can't we elect, you know, what in his words, smarter people to these positions? We just have smarter people in these positions, then things would be okay. And what a lot of people don't realize, obviously, is that one, the kind, the kind of smart, benevolent, great people they're looking for aren't naturally drawn to politics. The people who want power and who want control over people are. And even if they are these these great people that would become politicians and become an, and go into office, they would be changed by the system itself and become like everyone else. And it's not the fact that we're not getting smart enough people. It's just the fact that we're getting people to rule over us and giving them all this power. And that's never going to work no matter who who we vote for. And I fear most people still don't get that. Yeah, I mean, even like Justin Amash still kind of believes that, you know, it's like yeah. – um, <laughs> I don't know. It's not just the normies. Like there are a lot of people who see how evil everything is and they still think like the problem is we just didn't do good enough last time and we just need to hope people do better. And, and I think what um really red pilled me on all this stuff wasn't even just how bad the people in charge are. It's just how dumb the people who are voting for them are. Like they have no idea what anyone actually thinks about anything, you know, um, I, I remember like re I've seen videos of people going and reading policies off to supporters who are Democrats and then Republicans, and they're reading the other candidates policies off, telling them mm -hmm. that it's their candidate. And then they ask them, what do you think? It's like, oh, I think that stuff's all great. I'm, you know, that's amazing. It's like, well, that's actually uh, Joe Biden's platform. And then, you know, they'll be like, oh, oh, no, it's dumb then, you know, then they just throw it out the window. So it's completely subjective. It's not based on any sort of um rationality or intelligence um so if we're relying on the electorate to choose better people we're just in trouble and this is why the whole government fallacy doesn't make any sense because the whole idea of you know some people arrive at that some same conclusion as me like wow the people are really dumb so then they're like well so what we need are you know other people to tell them what to do because they're so dumb and it's like wait okay first of all these are people that are going to be telling us what to do and not only are they just people but you're going to have these dumb people choose these people to tell them what to do because they're too dumb like it just doesn't make any sense um and you know i i think so many anarchists or libertarians get um you know they get called perfectionist or idealist or um unrealistic or whatever and i don't think all of our problems go away if we get rid of the government I just, it, it's like, um, you know, it, it's like if you only ate fast food and you're getting really obese and really unhealthy and you're telling someone, Hey man, just, you know, stop eating fast food. And they're, they say, what, you mean if I stop eating fast food, I'm never going to get sick anymore. It's like, no, that's not what I'm telling you. I'm just telling you the reason you're so overweight right now. And the reason most of these problems with your health exist is because you're eating all this fast food and you're not exercising and you're not getting any vitamin D or whatever. Like, I'm not saying you'll never get sick and you'll live forever and you'll never, you won't die and all your problems evaporate. But the big problem here is obviously that you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're killing yourself by doing this. And that's the same thing with us. The government is causing most of these problems, the boom and bust, uh, you know, the escalation of, um aggression around the world with what we're seeing now in russia and ukraine or you know the complete um debacle that was afghanistan you know i mean all that's government caused and so it's not like all violence would go away or all our economic problems would go away but you know most of them would and this obviously doesn't work so we need to try something else i, I think it's just a rational sane approach yeah, no matter what problem you can name or you worry about, you add government intervention or government control over it, and it's never going to make it any better. And a lot of people don't see it from that perspective, which is is scary uh, in its own right. Um, your show, uh, not necessarily, I want to ask you about your favorite guests, but what do you think are some of the most important guests and some of the most important voices you've had on? Um, let's see, I'll just do uh, definitely Scott Horton, uh, especially right now. Um, that guy, you know, he, he has an encyclopedic brain and he also doesn't make any stretches about drawing conclusions. He just says this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. It's not, 
there's no Alex Jones to him. There's no crazy kookiness about it. It's just laying out the facts and how things transpired and why we are where we are today. So I'd say he's probably the most important, but um, also Ryan Dawson, I think is a really great voice because he, he uncovers a lot of stuff that other people are either too scared to touch or they just don't know enough about it. And he's been doing it for a couple decades. Like, I mean, all the stuff we know about Epstein really starts with him. I know Whitney Webb has uh, probably become the most prominent voice on that type of stuff, but he is the original guy who was looking into this. I think like even in like, I forget how early it's been like almost 20 years though, at least since he, first started uncovering this stuff, you know, and it's only been mainstream for a couple of years. Um, and the, you know, then like the APAC Israel connections to our foreign policy and like the Biden crime syndicate, you know, stuff that's really relevant right now. Like he has just, he's got the receipts and he's also another guy who doesn't really jump to insane conclusions. He pretty much draws the line between the dots that you can follow and say, okay, yeah, that really does, makes sense um and uh, another guy i've only had him on once but peter schiff i think he's just uh you know he's been i mean he hasn't always been right but he's been right about the most important things and he was right about them when everyone was laughing in his face telling him he'd be completely wrong um and i think he's gonna be proven right again here pretty soon <laughs> you know i mean he kind of has anyways but i think things are gonna get really ugly uh, coming up around the corner. And then I, I'd also say, I'll just throw in Maria Farmer too, because she's an actual survivor of Epstein and actually having her on my show to talk about her experience. Um, and, you know, trying to get people to realize there are no good sides here. It's not Republican versus Democrat, uh, Trump, um, you know, Clinton, uh, you know, Hollywood, science and tech, like everybody has been in on this. It's not the left against the right it's the power versus it's the powerful versus the powerless that's what the dichotomy is yeah absolutely and uh as as bad as things seem sometimes i'm really glad that there's people like you and clint and others obviously dave smith uh getting out there on these various platforms and fighting to back against the narrative which seems huge sometimes when you hear from every single established you know mainstream news source the same lockstep commentary and depending on what side you know they're they're uh pushing and it's just uh i'm happy and hopefully it stays this way you know with you know with the censorship and stuff but having people like you out there doing what you're doing and you know voicing the wilderness and all that stuff it's i think it helps a lot and it's it's easy to get down sometimes and get pessimistic especially over the last two years but i think it's created a lot of of great things like i talked about with clint the the disintegrating what was left of the trust of the mainstream media has completely disintegrated uh, a lot of the trust that people still had left in the government has disintegrated with the the COVID thing and the lies and the flip-flops and and fauci and all that so some good things have come out of it but uh hopefully it's enough to to stop the avalanche of the bad that's for sure yeah and i think uh the biggest worry we should have is that it's going to go to the wrong place you know like obviously the mainstream media lies about everything but there are a lot of contrarian, uh, you know, charlatans out there who are also telling lies, who are just not pushing the exact same thing as the mainstream uh, media. Spike Cohen was making this point on my show a couple of days ago. There's like a mainstream narrative and then there's a mainstream counter narrative. And you see the public kind of switch back and forth between those two things. And the truth is usually somewhere in the middle, sort of like there's the truth is usually kind of complicated. It's usually not a hundred percent black and white, and it's usually not comforting for everybody to hear. You, you like to have a very clear bad guy, very clear good guy, and you like to be able to push everything on one side and say, oh, it's all this person's fault that all this is happening. Where usually like you have been duped a little bit, and it's actually kind of your fault a little bit that you've been duped into this, and you need to do some self-reflection and realize you've been lied to. Then that's not the problem. Um, so I think, you know, the the tough part about that is like is telling the truth, but remaining, um, you know, remaining culturally relevant because it's easy to just be kind of an autistic nerd and just you know spout off facts about what's going on. 
but you can be completely unappealing to everyone on the left and the right and the center because you're just not talking like an American. You're not talking like a blue collar person. You're not talking like a regular guy you'd meet on the street. You're talking like a scholar or like some dude who's never taken a step out of his basement in 20 years, you know, and that, that's always been the libertarian problem is they're just completely yeah. unrelatable and boring and they have all the right information, but they just don't know how to convey it to anyone. And, you know, I, you brought up Clint, I think Clint is great. Uh, and he's, he's got all the knowledge, you know, he was a real estate mortgage broker. So he knows what he's talking about. He's lived in California. He actually left there and moved to another state because of the lockdowns and the craziness. And a lot of people can relate to him and he's up on pop culture. He knows about current events. He's cool. Um, you know, same with Dave Smith. He's a comedian. So he knows how to read a room. He's been all around the country. Uh, he could speak the language of regular people. And then like, yeah, me, I'm a truck driver. I've been a blue collar work my whole life. I didn't even go to college. You know, I just found all this stuff out by reading books and listening to podcasts and that has a lot more value now than I think it ever has because people realize like, wow, this guy thinks the way I do. It's sort of like Trump, you know, Trump, don't get me wrong. It was terrible, but he did kind of speak the language of regular Americans in a way like, you know, he, he kind of acts like a lot of dumbass rednecks would if they had a billion dollars, they'd be like, you know what? I would just be this like kind of, you know, shit talking bully guy on stage. And I would tell people when they were lying and, um, you know, instead of being like this, I mean, this is a great example of like where the libertarians missed and the right wing populist sort of won. like you had Rand Paul up there who was right about pretty much everything and had the information, but he was just like a, a crushed cabbage leaf. He was just boring, completely characterless. He's up there like, well, you know, I think we should, we, government should be smaller and, you know, we should stop fighting these wars of aggression. You know, it was just like, burr, 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 you know, just kind of yeah. reciting this stuff in a boring way. And then this big, you know, funny dumbass comes on stage and it's like, Jeb Bush is a dummy and he's stupid and I'm funnier and, you know, stronger and what, and everyone's like, whoa, we love that guy. So I think it takes a little bit of both. Like you don't, because Trump, I mean, he's just dumb he doesn't know anything you know like he, he he's he didn't know what the nuclear triad was and you know all these other guys know what it is but it didn't even matter because he's just you know he's brash and funny and arrogant and so you got to have like a little bit of trumpism in your approach to people you got to have that sort of every man approach and you gotta have humor and you gotta kind of stick your chest out and be like i know what i'm talking about and I, I think like Dave Smith is a good example of someone who really kind of balances that. He definitely knows what he's talking about, but he also knows how to talk to the mechanic from Fresno or the plumber from uh, Toledo or, you know, I mean, like when they hear him talk, they're like, yeah, this guy understands what I'm feeling. And wow, he knows what he's talking about. And I think, you know, that's kind of what we should all be striving for is just to be the relevant sane smart person in the room and um if you can do that i think people really will start listening absolutely i completely agree read before i let you go uh let people know where they can find you and your show online absolutely well thanks again for having me on um and giving me more exposure um i'm reed coverdale so you can find me under reed coverdale on twitter um i think gab getter float and uh instagram and then my podcast is the naturalist capitalist you can find that on youtube odyssey spotify apple podcasts and a few other various uh audio platforms that don't get too much traction but i'll uh i'll be upgrading soon i'm actually gonna transition from full-time truck driving to trying to focus more on my show and get more involved in local politics in new hampshire which i'm moving back to um, and so I'll be having a website coming soon when I finally have time to get it up and I'll, uh, you know, I'll just keep, keep on the grind, but, um, yeah, just follow me there. And, uh, yeah, just if I'll, I also have a Patreon. So if you want to support me, uh, you can support me at my Patreon, which is in the link tree that you provided. Awesome. Reed, thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. And, uh, if you got more stuff to talk about in the future, we'd love to have you back on. All right, man. Awesome. Thanks, man. Have a good day. You too.
The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Mondays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Learning the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Awaken, adjust, and aspire. High on Healthy. Mondays on demand. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Bear Savong speaks to patients, advocates, and professionals to keep you informed on all the latest trends and advancements in the medical cannabis industry on Alternative Talk, presented by AlternativeVibes.com. Tuesdays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you like yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. Ah, yes, there we go. Broadcasting 101, turn on the microphone. See? See all the things you can learn here? Stern Jesus Show. Chapter 5, verse 23, live on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. We're live every Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on those platforms. It's a, it's a good time. Tell your mom. I haven't seen her in a while. Tell her to stop on by this next story. This is from... Whoops, I'm not in there. Hold on. There we go. Now I'm in there as well. You gotta be able to see me too. My witty commentary. It's from Sky News. Florida man arrested after stealing a crossbow by stuffing it down his trousers. Darren Durant, 46, used a pair of cutting tools to remove the security tag at Raven Rio Crossbow. There's a guy right there. Stuffing a crossbow down his trousers. Suspect was arrested for allegedly stealing a crossbow by stuffing it down his trousers in Florida. The 46-year-old can be seen walking into the shop with a crutch before taking a pair of cutting tools and removing the security tag on a Raven Rio crossbow. He can then be seen shoving the weapon 
down the front of his trousers before walking out. Amazingly, he made it out of the shop, but was arrested a few days later in a car park of a nearby store. <laughs> he may, some, Somebody had to notice that. An arrest warrant has been issued by Brevard County for Duran, who's currently in custody for unrelated burglary charges. He's a professional thief. Take some balls. It's a way to lose your balls. Stuffing a crossbow. I'm assuming it's not loaded. I can't imagine stuffing a loaded crossbow down your pants. I mean, how are you going to not get an arrow either in your junk or your leg or your foot? Who needs a crossbow that bad? I mean, this guy's just fucking, for whatever reason, he's like, man, I need a crossbow. I need it now. How am I going to get it? Stuff it down my fucking pants or my trousers, as Sky News puts it. Down my trousers. That's right. You get a little bit of a uh, little impression, some accents. This is Jesus show. Can you believe this is free? This is all free. You don't have to pay nothing for this. It's crazy. Can't check out Weed News, though, if you want to pay for something. It's on Patreon. Patreon.com slash SternJesus420. $1 a month. Weed News. Five shows a week. At least as close as I can get to that. Do my best. Man. Hey, guess what? There we go. Flower Power Packages. Check out their banner. SternJesus.net. They, besides specializing in dispensary packaging, any kind of dispensary packaging or storage, you can think of they have custom packaging they can make for you they also have a ton of products and there's just some of the categories hemp wraps rolling papers rolling trays grinders rolling machines glass bongs water pipes bubblers glass pipes did i say glass pipes no glass bongs hand pipes smoke bowls dab rigs nectar collectors torches glass adapters dabber tools dab jars lighters air fresheners storage containers smell proof bags covid stuff apparel Free shipping and orders, $250 or more. Sign up and get 10 for uh, sign up their email. Get 10% off your first order. Flower power packages. You see much of the reviews there as well. So much. There's so much you can get. Click their banner on stonerjesus.net. Last but not least, maybe you live somewhere where it's legal to grow. And if so, that's cool. That's what you should do. If you're good at growing, you should grow weed. Even if it's just a plant, whatever. The more people growing weed, the better. If you want to get seeds for said weed growing, check out Coastal Mary. Bam! For those of you listening to the audio, you probably have no idea why I said bam. I put up the graphic for the promo code. I'm very, very excited and proud of myself. Use code STONERJESUS to get 20% off at Coastal Mary CBD, autoflower seeds, feminized seeds for many different breeders and many different genetics. You see just some of them. Well, actually all of them right here if you look at each little banner. Very cool logos for a lot of them. I especially like, that's my new favorite, is the uh, Candyman genetics, the, uh, the Rick and Morty. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of great logos. And genetics people have good logos. Good for them. They're good at growing weed and making fucking logos. So there you go. In some of the categories as well, use promo code stonerjesus20 to get 20% off at Coastal Mary. Click that Coastal Mary banner at stonerjesus.net. Very dope and awesome of you if you did so. Now, this last story before we... uh. Bust on out of here. Wait, do I need to pause? This is going to be an autoplay thing. Hold on. Yeah, it is. Is that an ad? No, that's the beginning of the story. Okay. <laughs> Got to get it. Got to make sure it's right. Or it's going to be stupid. If I just do all this just to play you an ad for another video. That would annoy me. To no end. Okay. Whoops. Mirror. This is from the mirror. My boss sacked me after finding my OnlyFans, but now I earn up to 450 pounds. 
a day. I don't know how much that is in American money. With inflation, I mean, who fucking knows what that buys anymore? Anyway, I guess the mirror has a story about it. Let's check it out. So basically what happened was, obviously I knew about the OnlyFans, um, but I wasn't promoting it anywhere, so I didn't know that anyone could find it. Um, and I started this new job, and I was there for a week, and everything was going really, really well. And then on the Friday, the last day, I went home early because I was really sick. And two hours after that, I get this text message from my boss being like, um, um, the courier is coming to pick up the phone, my like work phone. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, I sent you an email. I couldn't find the email. I finally found the email. And yeah, there it was written out. It's basically saying like, your position's been terminated for this reason, this reason, this reason. Um, she claimed that I lied. Like she she asked me that morning, which I did find a little odd, but not very odd because I have a swimmer line, like, oh, I had one. She sent me an email asking if I had any side businesses or any like, self-employment of any type and I said no I don't because my swimwear line is now like inactive um obviously I didn't realize she meant only fans like why would I put those two together um but I didn't think it was weird um I should have known then but I to be honest I didn't really care I was on day five and I was calling my friend being like I'm depressed what do I do so I'm just like chilling I forgot to mention it's actually really funny because she attached some screenshots of my only fans like, babe, that you don't need to send me that. I know what I posted. Thanks, though. I hope you enjoyed the free content. Or did you use the company account to pay for that? Like, I was actually like, who paid for that? Did she, she put on the company card? Does that just go in the sundry account? Like, what? You know, this woman has done what I would think impossible. She's made OnlyFans boring. It's fucking boring. She's a hot chick talking about I mean, you did kind of lie. She asked if you had any side businesses or anything or any kind of self-employment, and you do. It's OnlyFans. So why wouldn't I connect those? Well, why? You should. That's, that's, that's the whole story. So there's a job she just got. She didn't kind of, she really didn't like it, and she's making money on OnlyFans, so she doesn't give a shit that she got fired. In the mirror, well, they decided that that needed to be... They needed to be seen. They suckered me. They suckered me. I thought, oh, she's a hot chick, got an OnlyFans, it should be interesting. But guess what? It wasn't. My apologies. St. Pierre is here right now, be making fun of me. As well he should. It's a bad note to end the show on. No, it wasn't. It was great. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. Hope you all enjoyed the show. If you missed any of it, Go check it out. Sternjesus.net, of course. All information on the show. I'm going to post last week's episode, I believe. Now I'm thinking of it. Anyway. Worry about that later. They're on video if you want to see them. Plus old episodes. Sternjesus.net. Uh, of course, all social media sponsors. All that stuff. Thanks, everybody, for checking out the show. It's been another great thing. And remember... Tweet out and use it in a conversation. I'm higher than the heavenly gin. Thanks for watching and listening. Peace, bitches.